on the West Coast and a great day to you wherever and whenever you may be listening. My name is Jason Dice, broadcasting and podcasting live from the studio of EloquentOnline.net in beautiful New Braunfels, Texas, Republic thereof. This is the Power Performance Podcast, the show that asks the question, if your brand were a band, would you leave the audience wanting more? And of course, once a month, we step aside and go up to South Bend, Indiana to find out how to bank like a champion today and every day. And so we'll be joining our good buddy, retail banking coach, John Wilkening, right after the break. But first, I've got to say, I mean, like many people, I love the National Football League. I absolutely love football. Now, my Steelers got clobbered in that first round playoff, but the games have been so good. I almost never watch all of the playoff games. I've watched every one. They've all been so good, but I've noticed something in the ads. I think with the exception of USAA and I think Navy Federal Credit Union, those are the only ads I saw for traditional banking brands. I think USA might say, hey, we're not really a traditional banking brand, but Navy Federal Credit Union certainly is. But these these outfits like Mint and Chime and all the cryptocurrency, if you've never listened to anything I've said, you need to hear this. These brands like Mint and Chime, they're not coming for a percentage of your banking audience. They're not going after 5% or 10% of your members, clients, and customers. They are coming for the next generation of home and auto buyers and borrowers. They're out to put you out of business, generationally speaking. And so the best advantage you have is your locality, your understanding of your own audience, your members, customers, and clients, and what you're doing in those rare moments when you get to have a conversation with them and have the opportunity to ask them about where else they're doing their banking because you are the person who's supposed to be consolidating. We just talk about account aggregation software. Folks, if you're doing retail banking the right way, your banking professionals are the account aggregators. You know, uh, Capital One has one of the best taglines in all of banking, what's in your wallet? If you look closely, you'll find out that a member owner at Notre Dame Federal Credit Union probably has seven or eight other financial relationships in addition to their primary financial relationship. So anyway, we're going to talk to John about retail banking, the great year that Notre Dame Federal Credit Union had in 2021 and what he's excited about in 2022. And of course, some great advice on banking and the, and the generational dynamics that occur in banking today. I, I, I tell people all the time, it, stop spending so much time on ethnic and racial diversity. The real, the real tension, I think, is almost always caused by generational diversity. There are three, four solid different generations working in the American marketplace today. And in banking, age always trumps race, gender, ethnicity. You know, uh, young adults want the same things. Older adults need the same things. And that hasn't changed since we started banking in this country back in the 16th century. So we're going up to South Bend, Indiana, and we're going to do it all right after this.
For 12 years, Cedar Allergies and All, it is conference-quality information without the expense report. This is the Power Performance Podcast. Tell us all how to bench like a champ today. His name is John Wilkening. Hey, John, how are you? Happy New Year. Hey, hey Jason, Happy New Year to you, and Happy New Year to everybody. <laughs> Great So, kicking off the year that is 2022, and of course 2021, another record setter for Notre Dame Federal Credit Union. Tell us some of the high points. Well, for the first time ever, we went over $200 million in closed business. You know, we're a direct-only shop, um, so our total uh, consumer production came in at a record $143 million. Uh, going back to when we started seven years ago, we were doing $32 million a year, so I think that's an increase. Our commercial team, which is in its infancy, ran right at $80 million. Uh, so just a phenomenal year. The mortgage team, you know, $270 million. The PMG uh, the team went from $100 million to $250 million. Jason, what can I tell you? If we walk, we were chewing gum, riding a unicycle, and juggling at the same time. <laughs> it sounds like it. Uh, I, I encourage everybody. You know, I know that there's been a lot of reduction in the number of conferences and in-person things that people can go to, but if you want to if you wanna run your community banking brand the right way, it's simple. Just do what Notre Dame Federal Credit Union continues to do. Uh, you and I talk about a lot of things off the air, um, uh, cultural things, political things, and, of course, thankfully, thankfully, that, that last day of uh, the National Football League was the most amazing Sunday I've ever seen in 40 years of watching football, and it pushed that Antonio Brown story out of the news. But I do think there's a generational issue. I use the word entitlement among younger people, uh, and I said that can't be denied. You said it's something else, though. You tell, tell me what you meant by that. It's not entitlement. You think it's something else. Uh, you know, I think, honestly, Jason, I think that this generation really inspires me, and I think that they're deep thinkers. I think that they, they stand up for a cause. Of course, you know, uh, socially they're different. Where we had conversations, there's been a lot of texting and everything. But, I, I have to, you know, I think it's what you surround yourself with. Uh, you know, with, and I'm always acquiring talent, but I really think the second, this generation is really one of my favorite generations mm. uh, to lead. I mean, I think they're deep thinkers. I think they want to know why. Uh, I do think some of them were, were, like all generations, were spoiled. You know, everybody got a ribbon. That stuff started. But, you know, for the millennials that I've surrounded myself with, uh, they all really care for a cause and, uh, I think a lot of it has to do with that they are asking why or they just don't fall in line. I think you have to be able to reach them, and I think that you have to have a highly emotional, intelligent leader uh, for this generation because they're not just going to take orders. They're, they're going to think. Right. And I, take, I say that's a compliment. So to give it a comparison, I don't think the Bobby Knight management style works this generation. Uh, this is a deep-thinking generation, but they're also willing to stand behind the cause, get motivated, and have something to say. So I have to tell you, every day, and I see some of what you're – we see that in every group. We know that. But, this, but my right. young employees, they, they inspire me every single day. 
Well, I'm glad to hear that. I know there's no logic in generalizing an entire generation of 88 million young Americans, largest generation we've ever had, even larger than the baby boom generation. And perhaps it's just the fact that you're hiring the right people. But I, I find in my, you know, day-to-day -day life, it's just they don't seem to have the ability to have a conversation about things that perhaps um, we're not in agreement on, not you and me personally, but just things involved in banking and cultural things. If, if they can't put it in a hashtag or like it on a post, I've, I've discovered quite the opposite, the absolute inability to have thoughtful conversations about things. And, you know, when people ask me, why do I record my conversation sometimes, that is honestly for my own protection. A few years ago, someone uh, accused me of saying something that I did not say, and thankfully I had the recording to prove it. But I've got just a vast amount of evidence of, of trying to have a logical conversation with this generation, and it's, they don't want any critical feedback. They want, they want credit for intentions, uh, not results. I've had credit union executives tell me that their young employees sometimes complain about deadlines. I mean, all of banking is a deadline. That, that deadline is when the loan payment is due. So I'm glad you found good people to, to work for your brand. But I must tell you, in the vendor space, in the world that I occupy with some of those other creative people that you were talking about, I, I, my experience empirically now for almost 20 years is very, very different. You know, I think it's really the culture that you work in, and, if they, and maybe, you know, this generation and the home they were raised or the type of teachers they've had, um, you know, certainly in year-end reviews, I mean, you're starting, to see, you know, you're starting to see some of that where companies are starting to say, well, should we eliminate year-end reviews? And they're doing that with some of that uh, mindset in place. Absolutely not. I can't, I tell you, you know, I do the one-on-ones in January, and I do the year-end reviews personally, and we sit down and we talk about what went good, what went bad, where do you want to be for the future. Yeah. But it's really, I think, I think it's this, this generation's leadership that is afraid to have a difficult conversation to get them to open up. Hmm. That, that could be part of it as well. And, of course, I don't have anywhere near the day-to-day -day connection that you have in person with Generation Next. And so that's something that I'm sure we can continue to talk about. Of our first show of the year, we had a great guest on from Australia, giving us sort of a global view of the world. And since he had, you know, he has a business, he has an office here in the United States as well, I asked him a question, but I really wanted to ask you the same question as well. Uh, you're obviously a leader in the credit union and community banking marketplace. Uh, people respect what you have to say. And it's a real simple question, a two-part question. As you look around, not just last year and this year, but the past few years, what are some things that credit unions are doing well, and what are some things that they need to do differently or better? Well, the thing that they're doing well, and it's not happening everywhere, it's happening primarily at the credit unions under $2 billion, a billion and a half, and certainly under a billion dollars, is that local decision-making. You know, we're mm. experiencing that in our, in our new branch in Lake County. I mean, you know, we're up there, and the team's running its own empire and serving the county. So that's a strength. I mean, that's what we all miss, is going into a financial institution and being able to talk to a decision maker, not have the loan shipped off across the country and wait for committee. And, when I, and the reason I point out that cutoff, because some of these credit unions that are getting so big, um, that are out in seven states and they're acquiring other credit unions, they're losing their way because – exactly. 
they are acting like the big banks, you, you know. So the, they, they've lost, they've lost their way. Um, but that local decision making is the, is the big key, um, and that's what we what goes to part two of your question, Jason. What could you do better? Your brand. Concentrate on your individual brand. We have this whole exactly. co-op initiative. We're all in it together, but consumers are not going to worry about 3,000 brands of credit unions. They're going to worry <laughs> exactly. about they're going to worry about the one on Main Street that they visit who helps their family. So the, so the most important thing that any credit union CEO or executive can do is, yes, cooperate with the rest of the credit union, but make sure that you're, you, are the, you are making your brand independent and you are concentrating on that because nobody's buying the thought of all these credit unions across the country that's not what they see. They see you on Main Street. They, they, see, they see you at the corner. They see you sponsoring Little League or whatever you're doing. You're teaching financial literacy. So concentrate not only on the movement, but more importantly, on what your particular organization is bringing to the community and the members. Now, that is well stated. And, of course, like I said, you know, I respect you tremendously. I, I sort of recoil when I hear people use the word the credit union movement. I don't believe it exists in terms of a popular movement where people wake up every morning and their first concern is whether or not credit unions will retain their tax-exempt status. But I absolutely agree with you that the member owners of Notre Dame Federal Credit Union love Notre Dame Federal Credit Union, but they can't be forced to care about a credit union in Brookings, Oregon, or, you know, St. Petersburg, Florida, or New Braunfels, Texas, Republic thereof, for that matter, which is one of the reasons I've been so critical of some of these national branding campaigns that seek to nationalize the credit union brand. I said years ago, if anybody really cared about that, why didn't Navy Federal Credit Union at their ads say, if you can't join Navy Federal Credit Union, join a credit union? Because they're not worried about other credit unions. They don't have to. They're one of those credit unions you were talking about, a gigantic credit union. They may as well be Chase Bank or Bank of America. But I do agree with you that locality, locality, locality trumps everything else. It trumps diversity. It trumps all of the other stuff that we talk about because banking is a local thing. It is a personal brand experience for most people. And I got to tell you, John, your, your brand, Notre Dame Federal Credit Union, does it as well as anybody. Well, thank you for that, Jason. And we have fun every single day. You know, I always tell my team, if you're coming to work, uh, we got a problem. I, I expect the team to come be <laughs> themselves just at a different place while they help people. Yeah, I, when I was speaking professionally, I used to say that most of us, probably all of us, separate ourselves from someone or something we love every morning to be at work. And that separation, it has to be worth it to go someplace. Some, some, some of you probably spend more time with your coworkers than your family because, you know, you come home and you've got a few hours to do the things that we all do in the evening. And I think that always pays off, as you can see, in the results. For Notre Dame Federal Credit Union. Uh, I think that Bobby Knott style of management is a thing of the past. It's a 20th century uh, archaic thing that we're not going to see anymore. But um, I wanted to ask you real quick, uh, what are you most excited about as we head into 2022? Just the growth. Of course, the Lake County Initiative, the Arizona Initiative, the new initiative in Fort Wayne. Those are three markets. The entire Gary Diocese signing with us in Lake County, uh, the city of Whiting, uh, the growth of the commercial team, 
you know, it's just a runaway freight train, but it's on, on the track. I mean, honest to God, it is. So there is, and we, we're, we're expanding. The call center has been doubled in size as we do business in all 50 states. We're a true national call center now. And I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to call my shot. Uh, we'll clear $300 million in 2022, and you can book it, Jason. I, I said it right. I believe it. You I take wouldn't this, bet, I, wouldn't I said it. <laughs> I wouldn't. So that would be a thousand. against you <laughs> and that's important to the team because that helps out a lot of people. And we track the savings every week, how much we save people, but just as much as we tra- uh, do our volume. But if we can do 300 mil, uh, that'll be a 1,000% increase in seven years. And the team's all on board because we're just one big happy family. And that's just it. Well, that's the way to do it. His name is John Wilson, and you heard, man, they're, they're doing things the right way at Notre Dame Federal Credit Union. Of course, John wants to remind you to bake like a champion today. And every day, if you don't follow John Wilkening out on LinkedIn, I highly encourage you to do so and follow Notre Dame Federal Credit Union as well. You heard him talk about it. It's that locality. You're worried about Mint. You're worried about Chime. You're worried about all these fintechs. Don't be. There's no virtue in worrying. There's virtue in executing your game plan each and every day at your individual banking brand. People may love your bank or your credit union. They can't be forced to love all of them. And you can book that as well. My name is Jason Dye. Thank you so much for listening to the Power of Performance Podcast, the show that asks the question, if your brand were a band, would you leave the audience wanting more? Until next we speak, we'll talk to you all next week. Take care.